Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Welcome to a brand new episode of Audio Gyan Case Study. Today, I have Srinath Rangamani with us on Audio Gyan. Currently, head of design at Swiggy. and previously at mintra storemate and adobe he is a digital designer with over 10 years of experience in creative interaction and product design for mobile app and web his philosophy is create something pure for its beauty simplicity craftiness and care lies the experience of user and today we are here to take an in-depth look into how swiggy's design system works uh design team works and what goes behind the scene in this food delivery startup based in bangalore so thank you shrinath for giving us your time and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again thank you kedar the pleasure is mine yeah so yeah as i mentioned this is a special episode uh, called audio again case study where i generally discuss uh, go deeper into one problem statement or uh, one case study or one campaign solution product and things like that so today is obviously swiggy and i have come up with like uh, around 5 to 6 questions and let's see how do we absolutely uh, sounds fun yeah yeah so i'll start off with the most uh, <clears throat> what i can say like a smaller question that everyone in this online designer community speak about the small discount icon uh, which rotates and captures the attention while you scroll on the home page or the listing page uh, and and typically discount has been like used over and over again everywhere right but you actually use the medium to change the frequency at which it scrolls depending on the depending on the sw- speed how you swipe so how did you create this delightful interaction Sure um yeah if i could go back in time a bit uh, this was almost a year ago uh, when we were redesigning the app and uh, we noticed a very interesting change in the consumer behavior uh, now at that point in time uh, we didn't have as much discounts as what we have today swiggy wasn't known for discounts right and of course there were other players coming into the market who were just bringing in discounts and we also uh, you know when when we introduced discounts we also saw this change in the consumer behavior um so uh, there was there was a clear trend that consumers were getting influenced towards some of these discounts we could attribute some of these orders towards them and 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 it's kind completely understandable because discounts are a great way to drive affordability for consumers right and it's actually pure value creation uh, you know uh, uh, for consumers so um, and what we also observed is uh, uh, it improves retention repeat rates um, and stickiness of those consumers who used it um so that's a clear consumer behavior change right that you can attribute to now the challenge that we had is um so we had very little discounts and we had moved to a lot of discounts very few uh, consumers could actually find them right so um as you can imagine there are some obvious solutions right so you know there's an offers destination that we could create for consumers where you know users can go and discover these things but that's just one part of the problem uh because consumers journey doesn't necessarily start with discounts as top of mind right um so consumers still like to browse listings see restaurants see the cuisines that they like and take a decision somewhere so when we dive deeper um we could figure out that there are two parts to this decision making process one part is very conscious right when it comes to uh you know factors like uh, speed of delivery right cuisine that they would like to eat 
um or uh, ratings of that restaurant right which signifies quality for a for so these are obvious things where consumers were looking at it in a very conscious way and then there are subconscious one right and to our surprise like even pictures right that like thumbnail images those are some decision factors as well right and discord falls into that subcon- subconscious thing as well so there are this two parts to this decision process and it was quite clear that we had to create something for the subconscious part of the consumer choice um so coming to the solutioning part right we designed many visual solutions to this problem um but all of them kind of introduced clutter and uh, breaks in the natural scrolling behavior that users have and so uh, like you know got pretty messed up because this is not a conscious choice for consumers right um so most consumers start their journey hungry also so we know that more breaks we introduce in the in the decision process that's going to have a compounding effect on the order itself correct um so what we wanted was a very calm and considered solution to this problem um so we thought instead of going visual why don't we go with motion right we were inspired by a couple of uh, great examples around the world right one was basically you know what uh, macbook used to do when you actually close your macbook there's a slight pulsating light that goes in right you know in a very ergonomic way it's very much equal to how your heart beats right like you know it okay. it silently tells you that you know everything is all right i'm backing it up and i will sleep in you know in some time mm-hmm. right that's one or um and the second one that we got hugely influenced by was um like the traffic signal like in the night if you're driving you can be going at a good speed right because there's no traffic but then there's this pulsating yellow light right mm-hmm. which is telling you that you can keep going right subconsciously asking you to just be a bit more aware aware of things right so we were inspired by some of these things and we wanted to create something like this um and both of these are subconscious things right that works on your mind so that that's why we thought you know so our our inspiration to do this was to create an motion uh, which is uh, which is calling out for attention but only for your subconscious mind and as you're scrolling through in a natural behavior and uh, and it sort of is fun right because like you know when you're actually scrolling you know the speed of the scroll actually influences the ro- the speed at which this thing rotates right so it's actually fun um, but you rarely notice it right and when you notice it it, it kind of delights you correct, correct so it's yeah. subtle in that way yeah it's beautiful like i like the example which you gave of the yeah. macbook uh, doing this thing absolutely yeah quite insightful so yeah now coming back to the bigger questions this this was like just to build yeah. the curiosity of how the uh, interaction is going to be right uh so i would start with uh, slightly a broader question like how big is the team and understand what what happens in the team so the first one is geared towards that and uh, i like in uh, we we discussed during design up conference that you have some dev sprints uh, design sprints before uh, what so how does this overall thing work in the in the design design team as such sure um we are a team of 16 now mm-hmm. and growing so uh, uh, we are highly bunch of a uh, bunch of passionate designers uh, researchers illustrators uh, and storytellers so to say um, you know who are super obsessed in creating great consumer experiences so we design a suite of products um, for consumers um, that is the consumer app and the web uh second one is for the supply uh, what we call supply is basically the vendors who are basically taking orders and owners uh, of those restaurants who are basically uh, looking at analytics of their restaurants learning from consumer behaviors and leveraging the platform um and the third set of products that we designed for is for delivery which is the 
driver app so uh, but yeah so what we consciously do is to uh, design all of these products with an equal measure of passion um, we have the same amount of obsession and craft towards all of them so that's something that we take some pride on uh, now design within swiggy um, is a very deeply integrated org within the company uh, we get involved very early in the product discovery stage as well as the conceptualization stage and the final production as well our ceo harsha um, uh, truly believes in design right like you know this is to a level that he actually browses dribble every day mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> right wow. so that's great i mean like so a lot of inspiration actually comes from that and we've seen him embrace a lot of design thinking uh, in solving some challenges within the company right be it product challenges process challenges or even people challenges um so there's actually as we speak there is some workshop going on for all of the leadership on design thinking mm-hmm. so so that's how much a deeply integrated design is within swiggy and so um why it it all comes from how much empathy you have right like you know how much empathy is really the superpower here and uh, empathy is at the heart of everything that we do and that's one thing that you can expect a swiggy designer to bring to the table uh, so because we get very uh, immersed very early into the product cycle uh, what it does is naturally we take the role of storytellers right where uh, we conceptualize prototype and validate some of these ideas to bring conviction in building excellent products so this is why actually design starts a couple of months before even a product gets uh, sort of prioritized and you know goes to the development stream this is one of those important reasons now this is great for some projects uh, where you have clear okrs defined and you have a clear roadmap which mostly happens in consumer products right like you know when you're visioning something you know pretty much like this is the roadmap that you're going to take and and it's all uh, it's, it's all clearly defined for you there are some streams of projects which are very different from these big bets that we do which are highly experimental in nature um if you think about it they have a uh, very low conviction uh, low clarity so you have to build it over a period of time okay. and that new piece of information can come in any time right like just just probably a week before the dev sprint where we say okay you know what this is what we've learned from this like you know this data is showing us something and there's something terribly wrong with this or user research came up with something like this so then we had to go back and iterate on those products so these are very different from um if you if you look at projects on the delivery side um like we don't even have some context all context about how these products work right mm. in fact the ops team has more context about some of these things correct they run a lot of these experiments on the ground and uh, they have much more context uh, because uh, these experiments are pretty much cheap for them to run right? like you know these are basically process experiments that they do or people experiments they do uh, which take time to basically learn uh, you know how, what behaviors have changed and then to productize it right mm-hmm. so these uh, uh, these projects are slightly different where a designer's role is about like immersing themselves leveraging those learnings and trying to figure out a best solution around it right like so there are different phases uh, of projects within swiggy but yeah because design is tightly integrated and we are almost at the top of the funnel for most of these uh, ideas mm. we naturally start pretty early with webops i think it's not more of a technical challenge it's more about understanding the patterns and yes yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely cool so what is the process like to ensure consistency in your design because uh, i've been using the app and also right. the desktop uh, everything looks like uh, in synergy hmm. it looks like one product it looks as opposed to a lot of other products who have probably higher uh, traffic and higher uh, uh, i don't know traffic but uh, like lot more lot more action into the uh, product happening absolutely so how does uh, 
like what is your process in the team in the design team essentially um apart from having a design system obviously <laughs> yes yeah. i wish i could say design system but yeah, <laughs> yeah we are there uh, but not yet there kind of right like so but uh, what we did was uh, we have a fairly modular design framework like you know which works for global navigation components and all of the interaction design that we do uh, which which we came up in the last redesign um it's it's pretty comprehensive um and kind of highly repeatable reusable across the product journeys right and so by keeping it simple mm-hmm. we've been able to achieve some level of design consistency as well um and uh, and not just that right like in terms of design efficiencies it's okay but it's actually help uh, it's actually helpful in creating development efficiencies as well Correct. like some of the code is pretty much reusable the components are pretty much the same um there are obvious benefits in the product development uh, uh, you know processes right but then if you look at it there are consumer benefits as well um this is super important for a habit forming product like us because once consumers learn a behavior right like you know i think they form muscle memory with some of these products like right. you expect some of these things to stay in the same place behave in the same way like um, yeah, yeah it's very predictable in nature right so we want to leverage you want to be able to leverage that consumer behavior that you have built right like that muscle memory that you have built um so that said uh, we always debate about consistency versus coherence mm. this is because uh, uh, what happens is swiggy is a highly dynamic product uh, whereas the shopping experience is very close to e-commerce uh, most of the fulfillment is very dynamic in nature mm. where like where pattern is going to create some flow for the user in the shopping experience mm. anti pattern is going to create some kind of you know alert or whatever that is happening on the ground so what how we own the system it actually depends on designer to designer we have lead designers uh who are kind of architects in our team owning the overall navigation and framework um but we always keep ourselves plugged into new ideas like experiments that other designers do in their projects and like you know we we jam every month into figuring out like you know which of this makes sense right like which of them can go back into a toolkit of yeah. sorts yeah. so that's um, that's that's this way uh, it actually gives all the designers an opportunity to own the framework right so, so you're not like fighting uh, you know who's the boss like you're not policing this right like you know it's it's co-ownership with all designers um and uh, and because like you know you can contribute to the framework you're naturally inclined to try new things and and make it work and show some data that is actually work yeah. but because it's so simple right like we only accept simple solutions right and the bar, the bar for it to be successful is also pretty high mm-hmm. it actually uh, helps like a budding designer to be much more responsible while creating those components itself because Absolutely. at some point it will go into the design system or into the repository of all the assets that you have so it it is like a responsibility in itself absolutely if you uh, if you think about it like most of the junior designers like you know it's kind of a learning and learning phase for themselves right like okay. when uh, when you think about why is this so simple why is it so undesigned mm. we said you know this is intentional mm. right like most of design is intuition but it can be translated to some intent we wanted it to be a certain way okay. and you can see obvious benefits and once they see that benefit like they get really into it like now how do i use this for my own designs right mm-hmm. success is one part but there are emotional aspects of the product like what you talked about right like you know it it's a very cluttered world and like you know just clearing that clutter mm-hmm. is so important right mm-hmm. in sort of winning the user's trust mm-hmm. but how did you come up with this overall strategy itself because i'm sure you must have joined as a uh, like so the product was already there in the market and you joined then later on right. so how did you build that culture of 
making components which are simple how did you go, get got those buy ins also from other stakeholders yeah yeah i Yeah, great question, right? Like you know, I think I came in into a product where it was almost almost validated of sorts. Okay. But what it also helped was we had a certain ambition for ourselves, right? Like you know, we had to set the bar high in terms of uh, what a product could be. We as in you with the founders. Yeah, we we with the founders, yeah. right? Like you know, and uh, we were thinking that uh, for all the ambitious things that we had to do, we had to keep it simple. Mm. So this is one of the first principles that we established. Um, but then you know, I think all things. Uh, Uh, have to fall in line for this right like what you talked about buy-ins and all those things it naturally happened because we were wanting a redesign everybody was like wanting a redesign so there's a v1.0 that is there we are milking it but let's just go uh, and do a redesign and and that helped in set you know aligning some of those ducks right like you know in a row mm-hmm. uh, so to say and when you actually show some idea which is like 10x better than what it is right now people get naturally excited right mm-hmm. the buy-in becomes simple uh because it's so obvious right like and it feels like why didn't we do this before mm. i think there was this feeling and we were like yeah sure this is the right uh of course it took a lot of effort to convince people because it was already a successful lab that was running um but then if when we showed the potential of where we could go and how highly uh, efficient it could be and how it could scale um i think people got naturally excited and redesign actually helped a little bit of some of this mm-hmm. Really nice. In fact, I don't remember the old design at all now. Yeah, that's that's yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> See, that's yeah. success. And and obviously the app feels very natural. I mean, it 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 looks very natural in the sense it doesn't look designed. That's the biggest compliment to have actually. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you share some insights on how did that uh, track your order? Uh, because it's also quite spoken about uh, feature overall, and I think it was. launched very recently and it it seems so natural because you have the gps system and things in place so how did that evolve because again that is one feature which has been adopted by other competitors in the market soon after you guys did uh, as per my understanding at least Correct. so so how did that evolve the track your order feature yes absolutely this is one of those uh, three important marketing things also that we use right which is live live order tracking is one of those features that you use swiggy for hmm. um Yeah so um um there was some part of the track order experience that that that, that is uh, after the redesign that existed before um but when we were doing the redesign again like you know there were two parts to the swiggy order experience that we actually thought right um one is the pre order experience where you're actually choosing what to buy and all those things and then the post order experience where it's getting fulfilled now it's not very different from e-commerce except that uh the pre order experience is mostly in line with e-commerce where there is a storefront and and um, there's a listing and uh, and there's a menu and checkout right which is very seamless right like you know and this is the flow which is very much uh, you know similar to e-commerce correct um the post order part is where the complexity kicks in right which is mm-hmm. that you know it's hyper local in nature and it's very much real time like ola or uber where you actually see a driver coming in mm-hmm. there's some mental model which is established and it's solved there right now this is fairly complicated um uh, and a number of things actually happen simultaneously um in a swiggy experience like when you place an order an order is received uh, from our end it has been relayed to uh, the vendor hmm. and then the vendor accepts an order and they start preparing it while this is happening we are finding out who the delivery guy is then he is getting assigned and if that guy is not nearby then somebody else is getting assigned hmm. so there are stage changes that are happening but then the flow remains the same which is when you you know there's order received and then there's order confirmation and then food preparation and order pickup so there is synchronous 
stages of of this experience and then there are asynchronous parts of it so uh, we said what the problem was to create a post order experience which communicates the state of the order considering the both the synchronous and the asynchronous parts of it and the emotional aspects of the consumer as well mm. because they're already hungry when they place an order right and it's like a flow that is happening right mm. so we said how do we solve this in a way that could be seamless right for the for the user so if you look at the track order screen it's divided into two parts the first half is pretty much very dynamic it has a map and it shows like you know a delivery guy getting assigned and then he's moving and then and number of things are happening there those are the asynchronous parts of the experience the synchronous parts is pretty much like you know there's an order received and then there is you know order is confirmed and you know food is getting prepared and order is getting picked up this this was this seemed to be a better solution for consumers because it it gave a very clear state of what is happening in the swiggy system and we were able to articulate it in a very clear and concise manner this way versus if you look at other apps like you know you could clearly see that there is 1 2 3 and then there is a progress bar going in and where consumers won't visualize some of these information right it's very hard to connect the dots for mm. the consumers mm. so i remember like uh, this was done i don't know maybe 10 years back in domino's app where they had 1 2 3 i think yeah yes yes i think it so happen it so happens right like you know i think product design industry itself tries to leverage on existing mental models right mm. and so most of the order taking apps relied on the domino's way of doing 1 2 1 through 3 where you know it's not really that way mm. sometimes and so we leverage on the mental model of what ola and ubers try to do right yeah. which is a lot more dynamic and 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 it's transparent in nature and and there's some delight in actually tracking it right like you know like every 5 minutes you just open and that guy coming closer to the door actually makes it a bit more delightful mm-hmm. and what it what it almost did was to completely take anxiety out of the way right like you know this that's so that way that solution uh, worked pretty well for us mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful i would uh, tell the listeners they have missed one nice talk by shrinath in design up which was much more uh, almost similar what you yes, spoke just now but it's, it it was supported with visuals so yeah um, maybe next time when you have i could share the slides absolutely yeah. <laughs> so again uh, zooming out a bit uh, i would like to know what are the biggest challenges for you uh, in the design team especially and how do you address it i mean how important uh, do you think other stakeholders should be sensitive to other designers you briefly touched upon it but if you can slightly elaborate on how do you manage or communicate with the other stakeholders as to how this works or how important it is because uh, you may not expect the same level of empathy what a designer has for, from a web ops team guy or from a founders or from any other department of the business maybe absolutely so so how do you manage to communicate that if you can give some insights yeah great question um so one of the top challenges for us um and i touched upon this topic in my uh, in my design up this thing as well um is to keep our awareness on mobility all the time hmm. uh swiggy is a living breathing product right in itself uh, which makes it a highly dynamic business of sorts um every area of 3 to 4 kilometers which we call serviceable zones for consumers right where there's a good supply and there's good uh, you know service by our delivery guys so this is a serviceable zone is like a micro country in itself with its own micro economies of scale happening hmm. and so but the ux right has to scale up or down based on this supply serviceability equations okay. so this is a this is a highly dynamic challenge for first designers to understand okay. and to build empathy towards stakeholders 
that's the in the that's the inward Absolutely. right way of looking at things right but then understanding these nuances is also a key part in collaborating right because sometimes when uh, you know when a, when a stakeholder is coming and telling you about like you know serviceability and how it affects their life and you know we tend to talk about ease of use and making it simple for consumers but actually it's not it's not so simple there is some complexity and you are in that room to solve that complexity for the consumers right so by having this context right deeper context about this problem space you can interact better with stakeholders and often times uh, within swiggy though our stakeholders have too much uh, context mm-hmm. and and so they come up with uh, things like you know you, you know what we thought about a solution it is so obvious we, we you know it can work sure it can work <laughs> but uh, clearly we have to see what you have to see like what what uh, clearly we have to see what they see right like and mm-hmm. without that context uh, it would be very difficult for a designer to get into a solutioning space Correct. right um so one of my key roles is to make sure that my designer is aware of this right all the time and so they are aligned to a set of key principles with which we design and the product is generally designed and then the other part of my role is to make sure that my stakeholders are always sensitized to some of these things right mm-hmm. so getting designers early into a project providing them with enough context because of the emotion that they get right and sensitize this process throughout the product building is one of the key roles for me as a design leader um so i think sometimes often times what happens is like uh, it's a combination of process product and people that is going to get it done right mm-hmm. and articulating that uh, building that uh, relationship with stakeholders and getting the trust back right that hey we know that you have good context right mm-hmm. and we want to learn from you but what about users right why should we do this why should they care about it is a question that designers are expected to ask within swiggy right yeah. that's the big challenge and uh, and it's about communicating this not just across your org but also above and below your org is very important as a design leader hmm. so i think that that's a very important role that i play by having a seat at the table mm-hmm. very very interesting this is going to help me as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so i'll just rush through like couple of questions and club them because uh, just Absolutely. given the time yeah uh so like since uh you spoke about this uh very briefly in the first answer itself where uh the the offer thing is getting more and more overpowering for in the in the economy itself uh, right. in the indian economy so how do you deal with the pressure of making offers discoverable if in in especially in this highly competitive market uh what is like this would be a brilliant question for uh all the designers why how do you say no to right. certain things because you don't want the like there is there is this inherent uh drive from the marketing or the business team to saying that yes we want to pump offers because people are looking for that right while we come from a very utopian world that hey people will buy because apple Uh, is getting sold irrespective of the price right Absolutely. so we we come from this uh, thought process that it's it's not about offer it's about delivering that experience so how do you say no to certain things uh, within the uh, great question yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so we are extremely consumer obsessed and happy to give whatever consumer wants hmm. right uh, be it discounts coupons offers variable rewards whatever it is now discounts are not so bad like if you think about it uh every business is different mm. and discounts is probably a very important part of some of those businesses 
Now, the way I would like to think about it is discounts equal to affordability, equal to value creation, equal to a successful product. That's how we think about it, right? And if you talk about the burn that comes out of discounts, some of it is necessary um, when you're scaling your business and trying to dominate a market, right? Mm. Um, and, and a company and its people should be okay with it as long as that burn creates reversible consumer behavior, right? If it is not, then as a designer, I have an issue, right? Like, you know, I, I have to say a no. But then no is such a meaningful thing to say, right? <laughs> and uh, it should be uh, like, you know, it should be at the right place at the right time. And, uh, and rolling your eyes or, <laughs> you know, shaking your head is not a good skill in saying that no. Mm. And, uh, and no is also important because if, if you think that, there, if you think about discounts, especially because we are talking about this issue, um, there is enough supply of discounts, actually. You know, whether we fund it or our partners fund it, whatever it is. It is about matching that supply to the demand, right? Who wants these discounts? And if it's not doing that, right, then you're not setting yourself up for success and the company, right? So what is a good way to do it? Um, I think that it's important to bring your views to the table. First, speaking up is important, right? And we have a value called, you know, stand up, right? Hmm. Disagree and comment, right? Like, so why stand up? Because like, you know, it takes some courage to even speak up. Correct. To share your views, right? And that's very important part of it. So it is very important to bring your views to the table, and uh, share any data, whether it is consumer research or, um, you know, insights uh, that you have from your past experiences and stand your ground for a win-win, right? And uh, a win both for consumers as well as business. Now, that said, uh, you know, sometimes you have to trust people do the right thing, right? Uh, you may disagree, uh, but you have to commit yourself to uh, doing your 100% to the success of the project. Now, what is the middle ground? How can we find the middle ground? Uh, the good thing is modern product is all about like is very iterative, right? Mm. The cost of rolling back is negligible. So finding the middle ground is about testing with a group of people, right? Learning from results um, and making informed decisions, right? Yeah. And as long as you are aligned with everybody else on that, um, whether it is viable, whether it is scalable, whether it is delightful, all those conversations can come later. Mm. It is about just, you know, hey, like, you know, if there's a disagreement, if you're saying a no, align the team on just trying out a little experiment and learn from it and then probably think about scaling it further. This is a, actually a nice segue to the the second last question which I have is, uh, so do you do A-B test while doing these uh, experiments? Because it's first trying it out, right? So you open it, like how does that A-B test part work or does it even exist? Yeah, we have a highly, ex uh, you know, uh, highly experimentative culture mm. at Swiggy. Uh, we have a stream of projects always where there is experiments going on. And one of the experiments that I would like to cite is, uh, um, you know, we had a certain hypothesis about brands. Mm. Um, and uh, and we had some open filters, right? Visual brands filters. Brands like McDonald's. And like McDonald's and everything, mm. right? Like, so they drive most of the thing, mm. right? And uh, we had made a certain UI choices where we were just using imagery of those brands. Mm. But... Like as it happens with brands, the recall value is very less with imagery, right? It happens with logos. Mm. Uh, we've never used logos before in our product. So we were so hesitant about some of these things, right? And we said like, you know, where we have shown images of food and one of our principles, design principles is food first. And then you suddenly start showing logo. Uh, we were we were not really sure how this could go with consumers. So one of the A-B tests that we did was to create one of those components, mm. right? Using logos uh, of these brands. Now, some of the brands have a high recall value, 
like if you talk about it like you know mcd's of the world or dominos of the world but then some of them like meghna biryani you know it for the flavor and the taste of it right not necessarily because of the because logo. of the logo so this is why we weren't really sure which way to go and this is a good candidate for ab test also right correct and uh, and and design was really saying that no it may not happen product was saying that it may happen eventually we saw a consumer behavior change right like you know and people actually apart from just um, you know impressions on that component there were actually conversions happening through that component hmm. so this is one of those tests which really concluded that yes i mean like you know you have to test rapidly test iterate and but this is just one experiment that got succeeded there are nine other things that fail we we did number of experiments on delivery fees and you know making it 10 making it 20 making it zero and all those things right so number of experiments keep failing but we keep learning and then take I, the best foot forward correct correct i i should have kept this as two part episode it's there's so much to learn uh but yeah like uh, concluding with one last question uh, does swiggy uh, as a company treat themselves as a product or a service this is why because uh, at least when i was working in clear trip we used to purely look at it as a product and obviously 10 12 years down the line uh, before uh, where there wasn't much competition in the market as well uh, it was driven by market it was driven by a product philosophy absolutely but these days people are more looking like service as in uh, if we are giving discounts there's more market share if the discount is dropped the people just move on to the something else so as a philosophy do are we like do you get a sense that the entire organization is moving towards building a product product i mean to say that it has got a lot of user thinking it has got yes. a lot of technology behind it and stuff like that so how like how does that work absolutely um we surely think ourselves as a product organization hmm. um the reason i say this is one of the first values uh, that we established uh, is consumer comes first hmm. this is actually one of the first values of the company right uh, in that order um um by focusing on the consumer uh inherently we bring human centered approach to think through why we are building what we are building there's always we are always thinking about this human their emotions their needs and wants um and work backwards on what to build to solve some of their problems and so the question runs uh, really deeper into why would the user care about our product and not somebody else's product mm. um how does it fit ergonomically into their lives so much so that it solves a genuine problem but it also delights them mm. how does it evolve to extend into their lives in a much more meaningful way every day mm. so and if you if you look at this thinking it can guide you naturally into other parts of how you build it also and part of it is about like product discovery which is figuring out what to build in the first place right like now that the why is clear what what to build in the first place um and then once we do that it trickles down to how should the product be experienced um you know in a seamless way delightful way friendly way whatever that is right these principles what are the character of the product yeah what are the characteristics of the product but if you think about it it can go f- it can guide you into going further down in how it needs to be positioned and marketed so it builds an emotional bond with consumers so you start up with product discovery what is the right product to build in the first place that is the discovery phase of the product and then you move down into actual development and then into actual marketing right like so it guides you throughout the process with humans in the center of things and it could be applied at a very strategic level like this and at a very 
tactical level like you know what is that ui what is that experience that we want it could even help us align on the right kind of partnerships to have right kind of supply to have and the right ops to make this end user experience magical absolutely i've i've seen that evolve that at swiggy right like this is in, in most ways than not and that's why i confidently say that we are a product thinking organization mm-hmm. where user and um uh, is really at the center of things right like you know consumer is really at the center of things mm-hmm. we don't really call users because like we have two two three uh customers right like you know there's uh there's there's end consumer and then there are vendors who are also our users and then there are Rest drivers who are also users so just to be clear we always call consumers mm-hmm. and at the end of the day consumer wins mm-hmm. wow wow that's brilliantly put shrinath uh, yeah just just to conclude what can we expect in the coming time from swiggy if you may share at least in the design space uh, if you can absolutely so uh, there are absolutely there are lot lot of product new product ideas that is going to come in mm-hmm. we are working on some couple of interesting things mm-hmm. um I talked to you about like you know how do we fit into consumers life mm-hmm. um and uh, we are looking at more and more things right more and more meaningful things where we can fit in their lives mm. um um if if you think about it like swiggy is known um um for convenience because of how predictable how usable how reliable the service is how the the product is but i think that it could be much more right like you know this is one of the convenience that we could give and there are other predictable needs of a consumer food is one of them um you know there's other needs like you know probably grocery supplies or you know any household supplies or, or any other convenience that we can give to consumers where it is meaningful so we are really that convenience company who can make it happen and when we do that uh, what we get out of it is uh, is something that we are excited about and as a design team it is this experience right like you know which is building this convenience ecosystem for the next uh indian consumer right and there's more and more getting added right there's millions and millions of indian consumers if you think about it their lives are going to get fairly complicated correct and they are already yes yeah. they, they, it's already right like you know biggest is traffic yes yes biggest is traffic of course and there are a number of chores that are getting added what if there is a way to outsource all of these chores hmm. and uh, you take back your life how would that experience be what could you do with this right like you know when you suddenly have something where you just tap a button and 10 things happen mm. and you can actually take back your life on what could that product have an effect on the consumers probably it will inspire them to take a walk or uh, you know probably take their you know play with their kids or uh, or actually during a party time you actually party and then trying to figure out what to do and so we really want to be that convenience company and as a as a design team we are super excited about building this next set of convenience products wow. for our consumers for indian consumers wow wow you gave away perfect as much as it creates curiosity and on that note i would like to thank you again for giving us your time and if people have to follow your work uh, or swiggy what's the best way it's uh, do you have a blog sort of a thing or? we are building a design blog of sorts but uh, you can follow us on the twitter handle um at swiggy design mm. um and we are on instagram in the same handle as well mm. um and yeah and, and you can find all of the designers there i think you recently opened a dribble account as well yes dribble yes. in the same uh, idea yeah. as well like yeah, at, yeah. at swiggy design all right on that note thanks srinath really it was wonderful talking to you and got to learn a lot and i'm hoping to do another episode maybe uh covering other aspects of swiggy because there's so much to learn with this a uh, product that you are building and sure. all the best for your 
future uh, plans with the product as well thanks kedar thanks thanks so much for inviting me to our gyan it was a pleasure thank you and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye